0: Moving forward on the fourth tier of teams that are all big-name teams with big-name question marks. Lakers, Hawks, Bulls, Knicks, and Blazers. Well, you know how I feel about the Lakers. let us We don't even need to go into it. All I know is uh, the top question is, uh, did they really just run it back with Dennis Schroeder? Like, did this happen? Did he really just get back into the country? His visa issue was a a big hurdle for him to be able to play basketball games. Did he really just turn down that much money and then go back to the team that he turned down for the veteran minimum? Did that really happen? That is sad. They're probably looking at him, visa departments, like, hey, you turned down um, four years for uh, $87 million. You're an idiot. You can't come in here. You got to stay in Germany, sir. I'm sorry. You know what's up with the Lakers. They don't have enough shooters. They're old. Bunch of point guard issues. Point guard and Russell Westbrook, who probably doesn't really mesh with the system, and they're actively looking to trade him, even though they're telling the world that they're not looking to trade him because Darvin Hamm loves him, but we're not really sure what the truth is, and we're not really sure whether Russell Westbrook can adapt because he never has. He's never had to. Am I high on them? Absolutely not. You add in Anthony Data Davis into the mix, who's now going to be taking on the number one role as scorer, and LeBron James actively looking to uh, get his ass into ownership mode. This team is This team is a play-in team at the best case scenario. They might not even make that. They might not even make that. Atlanta, big question with them. John Collins, DeJounte Murray. Murray comes over in the trade with the Spurs. How do he and Trey Young work together? Is Trey Young coming off a of ball? Is he going to move around like Steph Curry? Because that could be interesting. Trey Young loves to have the ball in his hand. What's going to happen with DeJounte Murray if Trey Young does? What's up with John Collins? Does he want to be there? This is like giving me big big DeAndre Ayton slash Miles Turner vibes. Like John Collins has been shopped for three years now. People have been saying. I was in my first year at Barstow Sports the first time I ever heard a John Collins trade rumor. That's insane. Like, I am many years out of that. John Collins, does he want to be there? I don't know. Which version of him will we see? Are we going to see the version of him in 2019, 2020, when he averaged like 22 points a game? Or last year when he was like David Blaine? Are they going to be balanced offensively and defensively? Because defensively, last year they were a nightmare. I really like uh, my guy DeAndre Hunter, but he doesn't seem to stay healthy. He's the only defensive wing player that they really have. What's going to happen with Kayvon Herter being gone now? Who's going to be that like last-minute bucket getter? You know, sort of tweener two-three guy outside of Dejounte and and Trey. Trey Young took a big step last year. He was on a milk carton in the playoffs. He literally was an under machine in terms of his player prop. If he could be used like Steph Curry, I think that makes things interesting. But this is a team that, again, gives me play in vibes. We move on to my team. Tisk, tisk, tisk. The Portland Trailblazers. Got to be careful what I say here because. Uh, a lot of people from Portland still listen to this pod and they get mad if I say anything too slanderous because I'm a fan and they say I'm too much of a fan. The question is defense. This has been a historically bad defensive team for the last four years now. I think they had one good year in, and three historically bad years. They were 30th in the league out of 30th in a year that had the worst defensive rating in history. So they were historically the worst defensive team in the league ever. So how does Jeremy Grant and Aseer Little help that? I don't know. Can Josh Hart help the defense and his grittiness and his intensity? These are all very legit questions. I just, just saw last night they got their doors blown off by Sacramento. Sacramento. And I know that it's the preseason, but that offense, it looks discombobulated. It looks like, it looks like Scott Brooks is running it. Oh, wait. checks notes. He is running it. He is maybe one of the worst offensive minds. And we kind of give him credit, and I hate to say it because he's a very nice man. We kind of give him too much credit because he had had Russell Westbrook in his prime, Kevin Durant, James Harden. Like, who couldn't make that work? Besides Steve Nash. That's the only one who couldn't. I mean, this is just, like, going to be bad. It feels like Portland has a lot of work to do. This team is a ways away from me. I'm very intrigued, of course, by Shaden Sharp. Shaden Sharp is a bucket. Shaden Sharp can get any shot he wants. Shaden Sharp is 6'6 six, six with a 7 feet wingspan. He can block. He can shoot. He can get to the rim. He can steal the ball. He is butter smooth. Like, he could be the guy. He could be the franchise guy. There are people texting me right now saying, we are ready. This is not even the full season yet. Hey, uh, you guys might need to move on from Dame. What? Sir? It's the preseason, but there's hope. Hopefully Dame will be healthy. Hopefully Anthony Simons will still be good. I don't know who he's going to be when he's with Dame. And Jeremy Grant is here. And Nurkic is getting paid. And Clutch got him a nice new contract. So she, he should be feeling good. He needs to stop being a European bitch. Uh, said it. He sometimes, Sometimes he can be a little too soft. I know it's so bad. People are already saying Chauncey Billis might need to step down. That's kind of where we're at. I'm not there. I don't believe that. I still hope, hold out hope because this team couldn't even lose games on purpose at points last year. Those young guys were so fun. But this team is not making the play-in tournament to me. They're a 30-win team, unfortunately. I hope to be wrong. Big question in Chicago is can this team play any defense? They have – and have been one of the worst defensive teams for much of the season outside of Portland. They have to stay healthy. The season's already looking like a dumpster fire. Lonzo Ball, nowhere near playing basketball. Kobe White, who knows what he is. It's a huge loss for a team that lacks depth. I cannot see that this season being better than the last season when they made the sixth seed in the playoffs. They will have Pat Williams for the entire year, so that's good. On the other hand, uh, he's currently being benched for Javante Green. So everything that you thought that he was with the fourth overall pick, we're not actually sure. Keep in mind this guy actually volunteered for Leonard Hamilton to come off the bench when he was in college. They did win a bunch of games, but that's not exactly the kind of like dog mentality that you think of from an alpha, like number two, number three score. He's a nice guy. Well, maybe a little too nice. DeMar's still going to get buckets, but he's not going to shock anyone. Alex Caruso has to be healthy. He missed a ton of time last year. Are they going to be better than sixth place? No, I don't think so. They had a bunch of time with Lonzo Ball last year, and he balled out. So, no. No. I think that this is another team that could take a huge step back. Sorry to say. Wow, no one looking better in preseason than the New York Knicks. What? Hardly surprising though, because this is like this is like Tibbs Super Bowl. It's like when everyone else is not trying, I am going to try, and we're gonna look amazing. Like he has him running wind sprints from August, hopefully for his sake to to in his mind to June, but by December, January, February, like the wind sprint energy is starting to wane, and questions remain. What will Julius Randle look like this season? Is he the most improved type player that we saw two years ago? Or is it the same version that we saw of him last year? Where he was just clearly wanting to play point guard, but just so inept at that. Just dribble, 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 step back brick at the end of a shot clock. They had no one to get a bucket. And now they do. Now they got Jalen Brunson. And Jalen Brunson's going to be the initiator now. So how does Julius Randle fit in with that? Is he a guy that you're just going to be able to dump the ball down low to and he's just going to play bully ball? He likes to play on the perimeter now. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know. And he's always been the best with the ball in his hands. Is he going to be a a spot-up shooter on the wing? I'm very curious about this. Ob Toppin, though, looks amazing. Ob Toppin might just take Julius Randle's job now. He was electric. He played off the bench, had 20-something points, had steals, had blocks, had four threes, had a tomahawk-looking dunk that made every highlight reel on Twitter and on Instagram and on TikTok. So that that should be something that you should be excited about. Emmanuel quickly looked good. All the young kids looked good. Will Tibbs play them? That's the main question. Will Tibbs he play them and the the biggest question also too is what role will evan fournier play they paid a lot of money to him what is his best role on the bench or on another team i think so we're starting to get to the bottom of the glass teams hoping to make the plan sacramento washington charlotte detroit indiana a lot of gross teams obviously i like sacramento i said this last podcast I think they're going to break through. They smacked the shit out of the Blazers with Damian Lillard. They played a bunch of team defense. They moved the ball like crazy. Someone called it basketball porn, and that was against us. Keegan Murray looking like a rookie of the year. Mike Brown has got them at least somewhat interested in defense right now. I like that. I like I like the Sabonis, De'Aaron Fox, Keegan Murray connection. This team's going to be able to score a lot of points. I think they put up 130 or something on Portland. And then you've got Davion, and you've got Kayvon Herter, and you've got Malik Monk. They They have some very, very fun guys that may come off the bench. For them to succeed, they just need to play defense, really. They need to play good team defense, and they need to do it night in, night out, and be consistent. This is a team that can go on runs. We've seen that. Pretty much year after year where they are sitting there right around the 8 seed and then all of a sudden they go on a 10-game losing streak. That can't happen. Can they take a step forward like the Pelicans? They sure can. Will they? We're going to see. Charlotte Hornets, they are a dumpster fire of a team. I don't know. Do I like Steve Clifford? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. People say nice things about him. I know that. Are they founded in evidence or facts? Mm, You know how it is. It's a nepotistic business. People say nice things about just human beings that might be nice, but not be very good at their job. The Hornets need to be able to protect the rim. I don't know how they're going to be able to do that. They have Mark Williams now, but he's a rookie. Now you've got, you know, Miles Plumley as the backup. He's not doing much. Miles Bridges, where is he? Maybe heading for jail. I don't know. How do you replace his 20 points per game? Probably going to be hard. LaMelo and Jello together, very fun story. He made, Jello finally made LeVar Ball's prophecy come true. All three of his kids in the NBA. None at the same time, because Lonzo's still not playing. But, you know, can't have it all. Can't have it all. Who are they replacing as top 10 in the East? Probably none. Probably no one. Honestly, getting Hayward off the books is going to be very important. Bringing someone in with some defensive intensity is going to be very important as well to make sure that they don't lose like 144, 140 games because that's what it was last year a ton. 138, 137, Charlotte loses in overtime. But you still have LaMelo Ball. You still have P.J. Washington. So you're a fun young team. Probably not going anywhere anytime soon. Sorry to say. When you hear the words Washington Wizards, don't you just immediately repulse? Like, don't you immediately just go, ugh, ugh. I live here, and I don't like this team. There is nothing fun about this team whatsoever. Bradley Beal, he's a bucket getter. But it's just him out on an island all by himself. There is no one there. He tried to peddle to us that him and Porzingis are going to be some sort of, like, magical duo. Never played with Porzingis before. We've never shared the floor together. Who knows what that could be? Me and Monte Morris. What the fuck are you talking about? This team sucks. Not only do they suck, they don't even suck like the Pacers suck, where it's fun. Like, there's nobody on this team I am excited about. Who else do they get? Will the Thrill, Barton? Like, Portland got rid of him. And Portland doesn't get rid of anyone good, because they can't get anyone good. So it's Delon Wright, Monte Morris, Will Barton, Rui Hachimura, Porzingis. Ugh. Good luck, Bradley Beal. Enjoy all that money. Oh yeah, Johnny Davis. Ugh. Make maker maker? No, sir. No, sir. I hate to be so negative, but it's the truth. Detroit Pistons. Man, they're fun. They are still getting better, but they are a ways away. Ways away. Jaden Ivey, in order for them to compete, he needs to get better at decision-making. He needs to get better at a lot of things. Cade Cunningham with Jaden Ivy, if, if Ivey was to develop the way that Cade did late in the season, they could be fun together. They could be really scary together. Jalen Duran, he needs to be a dynamic player like he was in the NCAA tournament for Memphis. It feels like this team's like a year or two away. I really like Sadiq Bey as well. I don't think that they're a play-in team. I don't think that they're a playoff team. I do I do feel like they will be one of those league pass teams that you go out and watch, and they always cover the spread because the spread's always nine and a half, and like they just always lose by seven. And I think for Jaden Ivey, he needs to mature, and that's really it. He's a young kid. He's so explosive. He's an elite finisher. His decision-making as a whole just needs to improve. His mid-range shooting needs to improve. He needs to add this level of poise that you have seen from, you know, real floor generals like say Jalen Brunson or Tyus Jones. He needs to figure out when to go full speed and when to slow down. Even John Morant needs to learn that, and he's a kid who could win an MVP. So, like being out of control is his biggest downfall, and he needs to be able to fix that in order for them to be able to win games. Indiana Pacers, they know they know what time it is. They're not winning, and they're not winning anything this year. They're not winning like many games they're not going to the playoffs but they are fun Ben Matherin what a great pickup he's gonna be a star he is so good he can do everything he's big he's the kind of guy everyone wants six five six six long wingspan can get his hands and arms into the passing lanes, can shoot, can dribble, can just be intense, has that dog in him to be able to hit crucial shots down the stretch when he's down. When he was at Arizona, and they, I remember watching them versus Illinois. And man, every time they went down, he pulled them out of the, out of the bottom and got them back up. <sighs> Miles Turner's probably going to get moved, let's be honest. He's been on the chopping block for a while now. And let's be real, the team doesn't like him very much. How is it going to look with him and Tyrese Halliburton? Maybe it looks good. Maybe he turns into a better player. But it feels like they're going to move him. They really do. It does, does really feel like they're going to move him. I think for them to compete, they need to get DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton is available in January. He wanted to go there. He was open to go to Indiana. Just go and get him. He'll look good in, in yellow. Trade Miles Turner there to, to Phoenix and let them deal with him on their own. Uh, The final teams of groups who are in the greatest game in 30 years, which is tanking for Victor Wamayama. Brickin for Vickin. San Antonio, Orlando, OKC, Utah, and Houston. Yeah, we we talked about tanking, working. It works. The lottery system has made it tougher, but it works. You know, Shaq was number one, but let's face it. The team that got Alonzo Mourning, they were pretty happy too. So that's what's going to happen with Scoot and Victor Wambanyama as well. As long as Victor's on the board, I don't think there's any path out of there. And I think Utah and San Antonio are fully, fully invested in tank mode. Uh, Let's talk about just these teams. Orlando is going to be very fun to watch from, I would say, Game 1 through Game 25 until they are no longer in any way relevant. Paolo's going to be a highlight machine, but Suggs is already banged up. Franz Wagner's very fun to watch, but that's pretty much it. Other than hoping Markel Fultz can be healthy, I'm not sure that there's much to watch. Like, maybe Mo Bamba, just to see if we can play that song again. But not a team that is going anywhere or going to compete. They're a team to fade. Rockets, always a good team to keep things close. Always. Jalen Green's going to try. He's going to put up, like, 35 points a night, mostly on threes. You're going to have KPJ, who's a bucket, going to be – a highlight machine as well. Alperin Shangoon's going to continue to improve. You've got the emergence of Jabari Smith, the rookie there. He's going to be a nice addition and a replacement for, for Christian Wood. And Tari Eason, I think, is a sleeper. He's a very like young player who should be able to make an impact right away. Josh Christopher, also very good, very bouncy. But they are also a tanking team. This team is is winning 20 games, 25 games max. San Antonio, 15-win team, purposefully. They play very fast, though. They are going to be a very unusual team for Greg Popovich to manage. But it seems to be working. You're going to have Josh Primo there. He's a fun young player from Alabama that is kind of snuck up on everyone. You, you have my guy Malachi Branham and Jeremy Sohan. You've got Blake Wesley. All those guys are very brand-new, you know, rookies or second-year players. And then you throw that on top of Keldon Johnson, who played in the Olympics, you know, Devin Vassell. Yeah, they're gonna be fun. I don't win many many games, but they are gonna be fun to watch, especially just for the individual player play, not for the team player play. And they even have Josh Richardson, for some unknown reason, not sure why. Only OKC though has uh, in this group has any r- real hope of getting out, and that really depends on if they want to, if they want to be a, a a team to compete or whether they are committed to tanking still. Josh Giddy and Shea and Dort. They are improving in terms of their jump shots, all three of them. They've hired the shot doctor that we've talked about. And, you know, Presti, we'll see how committed he is to continuing to try to continue to, uh, I don't know, accumulate first-round pick after first-round pick. The last question that folks on Locked On asked me was, who was the one player that I wanted to watch? And this year my answer was the birthday boy himself, Josh Giddey. Uh, He dazzled last year. He got hurt due to tanking. But I think he's a star. He's going to be very fun. Let's throw some other names in there that uh, we didn't talk about last week. I like Paolo Banquero. I think he's going to be surprising a lot of people in just in terms of how big, how dominant, how good of a passer he is. He's going to be really fun. Tari Eason will be fun. I can't wait to watch him. We've got a whole list. We're coming out next week with the top ten players to watch list. But those are my first off top, off the top of my mind players that you're going to want to see. Night in, night out. That's all the time, though, that we have for the heat check. Hope that there was enough curse words and hoes in there. We'll be back Thursday with a new episode. Check out the feed for past episodes. We're also, I believe, going to try to drop a more bonus episode on Draymond Green and all that stuff with Jordan Poole. We'll see if I have time for it. Check out those Locked On podcasts they just dropped today all the way through the 17th. I'm going to be appearing on them all this week. Not sure how that format will look. Very curious. Do not forget to download. Please subscribe. Please tell every your, all your friends every single damn one of them and follow us on social at at this heat check and at Trista Crick on TikTok. Take that D-Lo and Casey. Take fucking that.